us anything. <laughs> it's the greatest find yet. Nothing compares to it. But it's definitely something you should hear. This is The Real Deal with Larry Lawton. Welcome to The Real Deal with me, Larry Long. We have a great show today. I have John Torres, the very renowned uh, writer from the Florida Today paper. Uh, we're going to be talking to John about a couple of projects and a couple of cases that he wrote about. He's the, I guess, the founder of the uh, Murder on the Space Coast, which is one of, it's an amazing series. I was just talking to people before the show, and they all know about it. Before I get started, please check us out on all our platforms, and let's thank my main sponsor, which is Oliva Cigars. They are, uh, they are the best. Let me tell you something. My book, Gangster Redemption, check it out. Everyone's going crazy. The cookbook, the prison cookbook of Larry Lawton. And of course, our cigars, man. You know, you got to love these cigars. I smoke enough of them. So if I die, it's going to be at least my own cigar, you know. But anyway, I have John Torrey. John, welcome to the show. Uh, it's awesome to be here, Larry. And I have read your book, and it's fantastic. And I'm looking forward to that cookbook, just in case I'm ever... Uh... You know, in prison with like a radiator. As you my better not be in prison with anything. <laughs> but no, the, the cookbook people think it's just the cookbook. It's actually the stories that go along with the cookbook. I love like how I got stuff. how I got there, the prison I was in, that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. And you know, some of them are tragedy stories too. You know, I don't mean tragedies, but you know, people are dead now or whatever. Just something. It's either because of our age, or but most of mine were because of violence, obviously. But John, first of all, welcome again to the show. John has been on our show. If you haven't heard it before, you can go back into our playlist. John, uh, we talked about two cases, the Grosley Green and the Jeff Ambroski? Uh, Abramowski. Uh, okay, that's a Easy mouthful. Easy for me to say, I know. Yeah, because you did the yeah. story. Well, Jeff, we're going to talk about that. But first, before that, you have won a great award. I want to congratulate you. Thank you. Uh, and he, you wrote a play, and it's called She Always Sneezed Twice. Yep. Okay. I have no <laughs> idea what a title like that will be. Give our audience a little idea of what that is. Sure. Well, uh, so every year, the uh, the Playhouse in Cocoa Beach, Surfside Playhouse, they 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 hold an annual contest called the Arlen Rop Contest. Um, he was a you know, I, I, local the, legend. He, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy. I, I I happened to be in one show with him. I was in Arsenic and Old Lace with him about three years ago, and it was his last show. And then he you know like passed away right. in, in like so you so you're acting in plays. I also act in plays too. So yeah, wow, I that's love pretty it. Pretty good. Um, cause I always like to do something that like scares me. So the last role I got, Jason Robards played in the movie and on Broadway it was called a thousand clowns. It's a great movie. And I was cast as the lead and I was so excited until I saw how many freaking lines I had. Oh. And I drove my wife crazy cause everywhere we went, I had, I, you know, cause I record the lines and I'm, I'm like playing them in the car. I'm with my headphones on constantly. I was so nervous, but, um, you know, it's, it's harder than people think. And, and, you know, I do a lot of TV work myself. I'm, I'm actually going to be in season three of Gravesend. You guys got to listen. You know, Brooklyn, oh, yeah. Gravesend is a show on, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, isn't it? Or HBO Max. Okay, it's on yeah, Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. And it's called Gravesend. It's going to season three. It's a mob movie, you know, mob. Yeah, yeah. I grew up there, so it's, and uh, I'm, they want me, in, they wanted me in season two. It's a friend of mine, and he goes, you got to be in season three. And they had like a, Chaz Palmateri's in it, Leo yes. Rossi's in it, uh, William DeMeo's the, the friend I know, and he wrote it and stuff. So it's hard. I said, listen, William, not a lot of lines. I'm a natural. Like, I, I like to go on TV and shit, you know, yeah. where I just talk. Right. You start doing lines, you got to be, it doesn't sound like me. That's hard. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, the, the, the hard part is to, like, memorize it because then it's, it's, it's hard to do any acting if they're not already memorized and, like, muscle memory. 
So yeah. once you have it down, then it, then it, it's it's fun. But I was really stressed about it. How but, long are you doing it? Uh, probably for about like eight or nine years, I guess. Yeah, you, know, you didn't say anything about yeah, that the yeah. last show. I didn't know that because well, I, I love plays and and all that kind of stuff. So I'll be going to your play. You have a play coming out. It's coming out. Yeah, yeah. Tell so, us what's so, that. so I you know like wrote this play called She Always Sneezed Twice, and then I entered it into the competition. And it's a like uh, it's a blind judging, so you don't put your name on it, but you have a way for them to contact you, you know. And I was the unanimous winner this year, and it's mm. um, you know you will love this, and your buddy on the couch will love this. We also. have Bobby. Everybody knows him. Everybody out there, it's Cabby Bob. He's known here. <laughs> he's on the couch. He comes up by. He's a great friend, and and we smoke cigars, have a few drinks, because and he always um, brings the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Off camera, you mentioned the like six train in the Bronx. Well, this takes place at an. Um, under the elevated train of the five train in the Bronx, which was also the Lexington Avenue line, the was the like four, five, and six, and uh, it takes place, you know, under the L at a diner called Stan's Diner is mainly the you know. It, I mean, I know that train, so I took took it every day down yeah. to the city. So are we talking like Castle Hill? Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like oh, unspecified, it's, it's, okay, but it. it's it's the it's the five train, and it's the year nineteen ninety two. So it's before cell phones and the internet and stuff, right? I, I was a mob, a good mob back then. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you. Were. <laughs> and the, so the bottom line, without really giving too much of it away, is this guy. He's like putting flowers down every year at a memorial for his fiance, and uh, he meets this homeless guy who used to be a quantum physics professor who you know lost his mind and he became an alcoholic and he's he, he's homeless now. But he was like studying, you know, like uh, the possibilities of time travel. And so they get into this conversation, and he meets other people, and eventually a glitch happens where it might be possible for this guy to go back and rescue um, his like relationship with his his fiance. And uh, his, so his fiance always sneezed twice when she became startled. It's almost reminding me. You remember Ghost, the movie Ghost? Yes. Remember, remember the word Ditto? Yes, right, right. Well, yeah. I was just telling Nick goes Ditto. Ditto's a character in some what Pokemon? Pokemon, yeah. I go. <laughs> Boy, am I outdated! <laughs> but you remember that something yes. like that have you is seen, a word. Have you seen a "What If" the Doctor Doctor Strange episode? Yes. Yeah, where he he's a wizard who is advised not to mess with time while his girlfriend dies in a car accident. Yes. And he keeps going, and then he starts messing with time. So then he keeps going back in time, trying to save her. And every single time he goes back in time, it gets more and more gruesome. It fucks with his oh, head. Oh yes. wow! More and, cool. more and more and more and more until it. Ultimately destroys the entire world. You yeah. guys will remember the eight, the guy ages. Nick won't remember this. They had a thing called uh, Twilight Zone when we were kids. Of course, Twilight and it, Zone. It, yeah, and they did that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. Is that yeah. where you? How did you get an Instaberry? I mean, I didn't know you were a writer. That's again, I'm a writer. I wrote yeah, yeah. a couple books. It's not easy to write. You know, I have to get into a mode. You have to get things yeah. out of your head. How did you do it? Well, I'm well, I, I, and I, I well, I know you're a writer for the paper. Yeah, but I, I've <laughs> I've also written a, about sixty two books that have been published. Oh. So the, the, if if you look me up on Amazon, they're mainly sports biographies. Um, so you know who you know my co writer Peter Goldenbach. Yes, of course I do. One of the yeah. greatest uh, yep. writer. He did Billy yes. Martin. He did yep. uh, Tony Curtis. And I'm, I was his eighth bestseller. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So I'm a bestselling author technically. So, so uh, <laughs> but I've I've always been obsessed with. You know, going back in time to change something because you made a mistake. You know, like redemption. Like I love the movie Vanilla Sky. A, you know, either people love it or they hate it. But you know, like Tom Cruise, he wants to go back to this one, you know, part of his life that he can start over from there. You know, and just do it again. And so I'm obsessed with that. So, so like the character in the in the show, 
um, he you know wants to go back. And this glitch may or may not open up and present him with an opportunity. And so the the like homeless guy remembers his fiance because he has a photographic memory. So he remembers everything, and every time uh, he saw her, he would like startle her by accident, and she would sneeze twice. Ah, and so that's, that's how you got the name. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because wasn't it Back to the Future too with the kid Fox? Yes, uh, it, it was Marty McFly. Yeah, you Marty know, Michael Mc... J. Fox. Yeah, 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 Michael J. Fox. And I want—is he still alive, Michael J. Yes. Fox? Yes. Yeah. He, is he, he fucked up? Yeah, I know he was pretty fucked up. He has Parkinson's time. really bad. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, do you guys? I would just—I just showed somebody a clip because I'm—I'm into movies and like what you're doing. And I have a friend. I'm gonna have to have Peter on. You know, Peter. Peter's my was my old manager, great friend. I grew up with him, and he—he he goes to plays like. He just got me into a play. We're going next year. Wasn't it, Nick? We, I said, go buy the tickets. I have no idea. And he goes to the Coco play. He, and he lives in Orlando. Oh, but wow. he now, I mean, he was going to Broadway every week. I mean, oh. first row center. You know what those tickets cost in yes. Broadway. And people, people, my first play, what was your first play? Evita. Evita. And then I was in Evita playing the role of Juan Peron for a Coco Playhouse, uh, you know, like Surfside Playhouse uh, so in 2018. Your first play was a play you were in? Uh, it, well, no, I mean, it was the first play that I went to see on Broadway. Oh, and then you uh, were yeah. in it. Oh, yeah, I was in it. Th- Eventually. So, right. You know, you know like That's my dad's cool. company would always get um, all these, like, Broadway tickets. We went to see every show. I mean, Do you yeah. remember Pippin? Yes, I do. Ben Vereen? Yes. Very that was my first play. Was it really? Yeah. yeah I love that. I mean, What's your favorite play? Uh, maybe Cabaret or, or Lion King. Lion King? They did it really good. A musical? Yeah. I'm not yeah, into musicals. Well, yeah, they're all it. musicals, really. Plays? Huh? Plays aren't musicals. No, but that's... Yeah, some are, yeah, yeah. yeah right. almost, not all a lot of them no, are. No, yeah, all, yeah, you know, right. of course, the chorus line and all yeah. those My favorite play was The Giver. It's the book, never The Giver. No, yeah. never heard It's just it. about, you know, uh, a controlled society. Nobody has, like, a choice on what they can work, how many kids they can have. Ooh. They all see in black and white. So the play was in black and white, except one kid who's The Giver. Uh, he can see in color. So uh, oh. halfway through the play, like you see one book turn blue, and then eventually like, the whole play. In the play. Yeah, the whole play turns back into color. How the fuck did you get That's culture? Fucking awesome. uh, St. Louis. Catholic What's culture school? in St. Know. Louis? You know? It was uh, field trips, you know. Bobby, how does they a kid from St. Louis get culture? <laughs> they don't have plays there. They got crime. They had the Cardinals. Yeah, that's yeah. about blues. <laughs> Bobby, what was your first we, play? We lost the Rams. Uh, I have to confess, I've never been to a Broadway play. Oh, Any play? I know, I am the awkward. Have you ever been to a play? I mean, high school plays. I'll tell you I, I, what. Well, will you go to this play with me? I'll, I'll buy the ticket. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I will go. definitely go. Let's go. You, me, we'll get a whole bunch of people. I yes. want to go see what this play Yeah, about. I'm very interested in going. So my wife, she grew up uh, in like Framingham, you know, Massachusetts, and then Arizona and California, and she's never been to like Broadway. So last October, I took her and our youngest, and we stayed in Times Square at the Sheridan, and we went to see Phantom of the Opera and oh. Hadestown, which is incredible, and they were just, you know, blown away. I mean, like live theater, Bobby, it's just... It's like a movie on steroids because it's just... The, it like, really is. You get into it. Yeah, in like the power way. of it is I, incredible. I've been to smaller plays. Like a friend of mine was an actor up in Nyack, New York. Oh, Nyack. And, and we then, had a guy named Nyack Nick. We used to, he used to owe me money all the time. <laughs> Rockland I, County, yeah. yeah. But you, and it's play, you know what happened? I've been to a lot of plays. And uh, I took my grandmother to Phantom of the Opera once in South Florida. I was so fucked up. I fell asleep. I, took, I had a limo and all that. Picked her up with roses and all that kind of stuff. My grandmother... <sighs> And took her to play. She's all excited. I'm snoring in a freaking play. Oh, <laughs> I've seen the Phantom of the Opera so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a great play. Don't get me yeah. wrong. You know, the man, you know. How, yeah, how, oh, that's it's, awesome, yeah. Uh, 
and especially in Broadway, they come over the uh, over the audience. Yeah, like the whole chandelier comes in, like oh. swings right over us. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, you're gonna like it. We're gonna have fun. I, I, you know, I've never been to the Coco Play. Oh, I've been to concerts there. Like they'll have bands go there. Yeah, yeah. But I've never been to a, a play there. Oh, okay. So, so you gotta check it. So you know, like the tickets are only twenty bucks. So it's like almost half price as to what they usually charge. Yeah. So I'll buy five, seven, ten tickets or whatever. Yeah. We'll get a, we'll get Kyle. We'll get your wife if she wants to go. We'll get Mark, my buddy from New York, the box. Yeah, we'll get well, a bunch. I'll buy a bunch of tickets. But but be fun. like I'm so nuts that I believe in jinxes, right? So I'm Uh-oh. writing this play, <laughs> and I submit it. Meanwhile, I'm planning a family trip to Alaska. Now, yeah. did you go? No, um, we leave in two days. You know, I, I was stationed. Oh, so this is this a new work. play, like a very very yeah. This new is brand new. What did I you just write wrote. it? I wrote it this year, and I submitted it in May. And so when and I you found, won an award for this, I won already. I won wow. this, yeah, so I won the prize, so, um, um, but when I found out when it was being produced, because the winning play, like, That's you get right. cash and produced, I was like, um, should I change the date of my vacation, but if I do that, I know I'm not going to win, you know what I mean? Oh, so, you mean back, back in the, yeah, yeah, like, I, like, entered it in May, and I'm, and I'm playing the vacation, so I'm like, Nick, well, I'll, you know, keep the vacation, yeah. and I won. So I'm not going to be there for the first weekend of the shows. It's your play. Now, what you when you won the award, did they give you? Uh, did, how did it work? What did you win? Well, it's a, a like $500 uh, you know prize and a a like plaque, which I will be presented on August um, whatever the Friday is, August 11th, I think it is. We'll go to that one. Yeah. So August 11th, I'll, I'll, I'll it's the Friday myself. night. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's the late. We'll it, make it, a night of it, Bobby. We'll have fun. We'll go drinking. Oh, yeah. and, and you know, afterwards we usually go to the pig and whistle, and we have beers and stuff. Well, and, you know, you know, the Villa Palmer's there too now. Down, oh yeah, you yeah, know, I haven't been there yet. Yeah. That's my buddy Pepe owns that. Oh okay. You know, down the one on uh, in uh, in the Atlantic. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been around forever, man. I used to. I know him from back from when I was in my bad days. Is that the best pizza place? No, Is that what you're uh, about? no, that's Bizarro's, but that's not. The regular bazaars, that's the other one near Pineda. You talk, is that what you're talking about? No, no. Pepe's is Villa Palma. I took you for the pasta. That's in Coco? No, no, no. The Playhouse is in Coco. We're going to be going. In Cocoa so. Beach, yeah. It's Cocoa Beach, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that, that's a pretty... I mean, that's a pretty famous thing around here, the Coco, uh, Coco Beach Playhouse. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I'm, Pretty cool. I'm, I'm thrilled. I, so I actually went to rehearsal last night. I've been staying away, but I went last night. And now, did they get a director to do oh, that? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, a, a director, and they had auditions and actors come out. And I got to tell you, the cast is just about what I imagined in my head when I was writing it. You know what I mean? Now, and, did they get a budget? I mean, is it, is it a Yeah, bu- yeah, yeah. Like, okay. they have a budget. It's like, it's, you know, like, it's like part of the like, Surfside Playhouse annual you know, thing. So they incorporate this, and so they pay to have like sets built and, and did, you know, things like that. And who funded gonna, the budget? Um, well, did someone buy it from you? Or? No, no, no. You know, like Surfside Playhouse, they um, um, are a like non, you know, like profit. So they get grants. I love that. So, and, so is Holmes Hospital. So they just find and, new talent. And fundraising <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. And yeah. so they, um, so, you know, like they, they will put on plays all throughout the year. Like I was in Evita there. And so they pay a certain amount of money for the rights of, you know, to, to have Evita. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, make a lot more sure. money, hopefully. Yeah, with, with the, ticket, with the ticket sales, sales. and yeah. b- okay. the bar. And wine, and, yeah. wine and beer at the bar. Exactly. Beer, yeah. yeah. We we're gonna go. So let's get that date down. He said it's August eleventh. Yeah. So your, your tickets are on sale. How do people buy a ticket? At surfsideplayhouse.com. That's it. Surfsideplayhouse.com. And it's the first thing that'll pop up. It says she always sneezed twice. You know, buy tickets and please I buy mean, it's a title that I wouldn't district. have never picked just because it's yeah. like, what the fuck is this? You know? <laughs> right. Well, that's what. Well, then you'll figure it out. Yeah, you know? exactly. You'll exactly. click it and figure yeah. out why. Why would you've been to plays, right? 
I the only times I've been to plays is uh, on field trips for school. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we went like twice a year, three times a year. You didn't go to plays. New York. You, been, you never. No, no. no you, I'm you've from been in New York Louis, from Spider Man. So, yeah. yeah. I take him to New York, right, Bobby? Because I've been here. So when were you in New York? He goes in the game, Spider Man. Ah, I go get the awesome. fuck out. Everything he got, and he knew the game must have been so accurate. He goes, yeah. "Oh, there's a building here. We well, can go up that way." These games are actually insane. Like uh, the game uh, Assassin's Creed. No, that's your wire. Well, the game okay. Assassin's Creed uh, is so accurate that when Roman buildings fall down or need repairing, they will go to the game code and figure out how to repair the building. Wow. And that's, that's real. That is a real fact that Architect will go to the, the game wow. and figure out how to rebuild that part of the building. You know, there's so much technology. You, you know, the three guys, there's, we got four people in the studio today. We got John, yeah. myself, Bobby, and we're, we're the older generation. Then we got Nick, 26. Technology has fucked us. I, I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. You never go back. But, you know, you look, and then I think of us, and then I think of my mother. You know, like, she's born in 1933. That's just, think about that. She, you know, they had all radio. The, all the advancements in her lifetime. I think about that, too. You know, my dad just passed away last year. Sorry, and, yeah. Oh, you know, thank you. And uh, he was 80, 80, he was 85. And just all the advancements. When, when he was a kid, he loved Dick Tracy, mm. who had the watch with the video on it. And that was science fiction. It was like, you know, well, that's never going to happen, you know. And Well, look what you got, the Jetsons. She's learning how to talk to a robot right now. Right now, you know, I got my mother an iPhone. Well... So she's got an iPhone because she says she had a phone. It was just a Samsung, and I don't have a Samsung. I have an iPhone. So I get the it was iPhone. a shitty Android is what it was. What do you mean? It was, it was a Samsung okay, what, Galaxy it's, it's, it's 5 whatever Android, the fuck it you is. You know, like the buttons don't touch. It's not loud. No, that's my mother. Remember user error? She thinks uh, the buttons don't touch on an iPhone. She goes, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. And she calls me. The, no, she don't call me anymore. She goes, I need Nick. She goes, I, <laughs> I swear to God. She comes and goes, uh, can I get Nick? I go. Guy, what do you need? It's not working. And she, it's, she'll it's, say, "What do you need?" She's like, "I just, I just need Nick. Can yeah. Nick come in the other room?" <laughs> so funny. And it's amazing because I get her the iPhone. She goes, "I don't want buttons." Nick set the phone up, you know, an iPhone. You don't need to touch a button ever. It's "Hey Siri, answer the call." "Hey Siri, call Bobby." Here, yeah. and it works. Can't do that. Now, I mean, I'm loving her. You know what I mean? There she is. She's always listening. <laughs> is that is that her? No, it's, Someone else. Oh, yeah. that's Siri. Yeah. yeah. Don't Is that me? That's not me? No, she's always listening, though. Oh, know? that's me. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Look, Bob, friend well, of Mark that's Giordano. The, that's the crazy Please. part. It wouldn't work for anyone else. Just You're his Siri. <laughs> they are gathering voice recognition to, yes. I can't use your Siri. I can't use his Siri. It's true. Use you know that? Siri. I did not know that. Right. Yeah. It's like, amazing. if I said, hey, Siri, can you call Ma? Well, well Bobby, you work for uh, DRS, right? Yes. You must see technology advancing like crazy. Oh, hell yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure you do. You have a clearance? I don't know. No. Do you have a clearance of any sort? Mm -hmm. Wow, we're a bunch of fucking criminals yeah. in this room. Nobody's <laughs> got a clearance. <laughs> it's funny because I tried to get the clearance for the uh, TSA. Boy, they rejected that real quick. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that the yeah? The I was thing? No, not that thing. That oh, was some okay. bullshit pay thing. That you know, I wanted to go through the. That government got canceled thing. within two days. Yeah. The, like, the, wow. The, oh wow. The T, it, you know, it, the TSA. Cap. I don't need this. <laughs> I looked at this shit. I go, what did I just pay three hundred dollars for? I don't and uh, you know, I pay so much shit, and then you, go, what did you use? never used it? You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. But the TSA, they they rejected me quick. Uh, you know, I, my record's not the greatest. You know. <laughs> Somebody there probably read the book. So yeah, you know, do you have a record? 
Be honest. No, no, uh, I don't. Uh, no, if no. you can be honest. No, no. Bobby does. I mean, he, speeding he tickets, can't be honest you know. about it. I'm only kidding. <laughs> hey, listen, you tell me a cabbie in New York who don't have a record. Yeah, that's right. No, I, I, I was too afraid of my dad. Yeah, he never hit us or anything, but the threat of <laughs> of him opening up his belt. Oh, belts. Or, or, or even worse. Well, how'd that threat come along? Well, he would open up his belt like he was gonna, you know, like he was really angry, and you would just like straighten up immediately. You know. So what how'd I mean? you know about the belt? Because he got a beat in a few times. No, no, well, that's I what mean, I'm asking. No, you never I, did. I, I never, never did. did. I, I, Somebody did. That's Honestly, what I'm saying. Where did you? You know, get maybe the my threat? sister. I don't know. My my my. Someone got. Someone maybe, got it. Maybe, but it was also the fear of disappointing him. Because yeah, he'd that, say, that, "John, okay. I'm really disappointing." Uh, yeah. You know, like oh, and, that's and worse. that would hurt worse. It would. I yeah. mean, you know, didn't work for me when my mom <laughs> when my mom wouldn't yell. That would hurt way worse than if she yeah. was just screaming at me. My she parents used a plastic baseball bat. Really? Like a wiffle ball bat? And they would a ball beat bat. your ass, yeah. right. And then when the bat would break, because, you know, it would start to crack, <laughs> and then we'd get down. Then they would hand you, like, $2 and say, go around the store and buy get another bat. one. Yeah. <laughs> but we get to keep the balls, you know, the wiffle balls. <laughs> yeah. But And then they, I remember one time I put books down my ass, magazines. Yes. And like, ah, and I'm laughing as they're hitting me. Man, my mom went. You got it worse. She went apeshit. Oh, for sure yeah. you got it worse. Uh, my <laughs> brother and I actually hid the wooden spoons thinking that, yeah. you know, if the wooden spoons were gone, no, no one's getting in trouble, right? Yeah. Well, all the wooden spoons went missing. And, okay, and what she, found, she found them in the backyard buried. And what did you, uh, and did, you did it stop she the beat? Showed, she showed us the spoons. And we're like, do you really think I need this to, to beat you? No. Boom, oh, boom, man. boom, boom. My, you well, guys had it easy. My mother hit got, me with a waffle iron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Remember those waffle worse. irons? Remember the old yes, cast iron yeah. waffle iron? I but got it's a never tattoo a beating, at 15. You know? right. Never a beating. <laughs> oh. When but I got if my you tattoo. Laugh, if you laugh or you don't cry. I learned how to cry faster. You know? That, that's that was mine. I, I'd cry faster. Yeah. Let me Didn't just cry right us. away. You know? right. Let me just... My father says, I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, boy. You know? My father used to construct you. He was a construction worker, so what happened was he would, like, when we did something wrong, you know, we, we lived in a two-bunk, two bunk, you know, remember the bungalows in, in Locust Point? In Frogsnack, right? Frogsnack, yes, yeah, yeah. Of course I do, yeah. So Frog's near the water, we, we, near the water, we lived, you know, under the Frogsnack bridge, under it, you know, in that little area. I, I lived on Shurs Avenue for a little while, right there. Oh, I know exactly. I used to yeah. walk by it to go to school. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, he, they were two bungalow, two bedroom bungalows. He built two bedrooms in the attic. We had five kids and a dog in a two-bedroom bungalow. Uh, oh. But then he, then he built them, you know. And he was a construction worker. Well, when we got in trouble, the worst thing you can do, my mother would say, get upstairs, wait till your father gets home. <laughs> oh, fuck. And you'd hear, when he'd come home, because, you know, construction boots coming up. That's why when I, when I got kicked out of Catholic school, St. Francis, I, I wrote the note, who would fuck Mrs. Armelino? <laughs> And Jeez. I got caught, and I got hit by Stanislaus, then I went to the principal's office, Sister Mary Claire, and now we had to wait for the, you know, your parents to pick you up. Well, my dad's at work, he comes late. The other kids were crying, I remember, I didn't give a shit. And uh, my father walks into the principal's office, he gets out, and he goes, get in a car, you know, shit. I fuck, because I wrote this note, who would fuck the, it was a lay teacher. Yeah, right. so you I'm mentioned that in the book, right? Yeah, I did, the first chapter. Yeah. And then uh, he gets home, and get to your room, and I hear, you know, you like, you know how you're a kid, you're listening to what they say and shit, you know, down the thing. And my dad was laughing at my mom. And, and I go, good, I'm not going to get a real beating here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, and, and it's not that they beat us to hurt her. You know what I mean, guys? I don't want people he, to think that. teach a lesson. When yeah. was it? When was the last, or when was the next time he brought that up? My father? Yeah. When Never. Was, 
He never ever brought that back up. Never. So did he come up the stairs? Did you hear no. the boots? Nope. No. No. And never one time, even when you were grown, did you even bring it up? Never. And I, and I got a whole family kicked out of Catholic school. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> the whole yeah. family was kicked out. That's not well, They were asked to leave St. Francis de Chantel. You guys might remember that. down. In well, when you're on a, you know, a grant, it's easy to get kicked out. Oh, you were on a grant. Yeah. Well, we weren't even oh, on you a grant. Were? No, because we, oh, so we were rich. free. Yeah. We were uh, rich. Okay. <laughs> right? Anybody here rich in the, the Bronx? Bronx? No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we used to Aaron go. Aaron Judge, he I'll got rich in the Bronx. Yeah, I'll tell you how rich we were. We used to get five hour blowjobs at Hunts Point. You got, come on, guys. Uh, I mean, that sounds John. pretty rich. I, never. I've never, You've never, I've never been paid for Point. a blowjob. That sounds rich, right? Five. I I've, only paid three. <laughs> I've never paid for a blowjob. So, that was your first here, thing. You got money to waste on a blowjob. Seems a little wealthy to me. Does that include the tip? Yeah. <laughs> tip. You know, we got to know real quick that the, the, the you know, remember Hunts Point, of course. It was, it's the biggest. Yeah. It's the biggest. A vegetable fruit market, market on yeah. the East Coast, and you'd go down there in the winter time. They're around the the, the uh, fifty-five gallon drums and stuff. Who's they? The, the the girls, the, the girls, Eve, ladies, girls, the ladies, whatever they what. The sex workers, yeah, sex workers. The ladies. So we we'd go down there when you're ready, and you get a blowjob. You know, your friend like go in the back, you know, outside the car and wait what you get. But the the hookers were good because what they would do is like you're new. You got got off work. I worked out in Manhattan at 15 years old. I worked at my uncle's printing shop on 23rd and 6th Avenue. So I used to take the train into town. That's why these kids who don't go, oh, they can't. You ever hear families now? Oh, we can't do it. We don't have two bathrooms. Are you fucking kidding can't me? Can't do what? Like, oh, you can't live there. It's not good enough, you know? Who, yeah. who says that? A lot of families. Who? I mean, I can't. I'll tell you what. I actually I don't feel know bad what, for young people today because these rents are too high, John. It's insane. It's really for young people. Yes. I, I think about that. But anyway, my, so we used to go down there. And so Hunts Point 15, the hookers were good because what they would do is you'd pass her down at your ankles. They're giving you a blowjob. And all of a sudden, you know, they already reached into your pocket and got the wallet. And all of a sudden, they'd have their, their pimp or something. Cops, cops. And you're, you're grabbing your pants and jumping up. and jumping oh, so on, you And got she got. took out. I go, yeah, everybody. You got well, got? Yeah, well, I didn't. My friend did. Oh, and then I it was learned, always a friend. Well, what we did, got. What yeah, we yeah, did, yeah, yeah. fucking Nick. <laughs> what we did then was uh, just put your wallet in the glove compartment or whatever. You get. That's your, where that comes from. Oh, I'm learning now. Now you see okay. where I put my wallet. He's okay. I see he, why you're so nervous yeah. about my wallet. He learned after the fourth yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like you're all normal people here. Like you guys <laughs> never paid for a woman. Put your wallet underneath the bed. Like, did you can't it just stay in my nope. pocket? No, no honestly. honestly did, now, honestly. John, did you? Let's go into John. I want to get back to you for a second. You wrote a play. You got a great career, John. You really Thank did. you. Because I read you. Obviously, I, I've been reading you since I, my parents. You know, I got out of prison in two thousand seven, so I moved here. Had to be here. So since ever since then, we you know I got the you. Were, how long have you been at Florida today? Um, at Florida today, I I actually started the week before nine eleven, but I was with the same company. I was at Gannett, the Gannett, at, yeah Gannett. Uh, at the Poughkeepsie Journal in upstate New York um, since like nineteen ninety eight. So. Wow! So you've been writing for a long time. Yeah. Did yeah. you go to school for journalism? I did. I went to Fordham University in the Bronx. <laughs> you know who did? Michael Kay. You know Michael Kay. Yes. Kay. Yes. Michael Kay who lived next to me. I mean, oh, Michael wow. and I are friends. Uh, his father I used to buy him cigarettes. He talked. He was on some show and they were talking about famous people from the Bronx. I got on the show just because I'm on the website of Al Capone. That's the only reason. Put your mic up a little bit. And uh, who? Put your mic up a little bit. Oh, my. Up? This, is, this is a little echoey. Up, uh, not down. Okay. Up. There we go. Let's anyway, and um, so Michael K. To, so one of the, what happened in New York was, you know Michael K. is a yeah. big time, uh, big time uh, 
announcer for the Yankees. WFAN? Yeah, he started at, the, I remember when he started at the Daily News doing the stat page. Remember the stat page in the, the Daily News yep. Sports? So anyway, uh, they talked to him because Michael was saying, oh, that guy's a criminal and stuff like that. So one of the, the hosts of the show said, yeah, Michael, you talk about criminals. Do you know any criminals? He goes, no. He goes, do you know Larry Lawton? <laughs> and they go, he goes, yeah. He goes, but he's reformed. <laughs> because what happened was I used to, he tells a story on the radio about I used to go buy his father's cigarettes. His, his father was a bookie, and he had emphysema. And uh, I'd still buy him. No one would buy him cigarettes. He'd give me the money. I'm 15. You, you remember back in our day? Yeah, sure. We, we drank it. You and I, we beat all that. It was 18 drinking when you and I grew up. And yep. it was, it, nobody ever, I was never carded. And I looked like I was 12. You know what I mean? Right. It's just amazing back in those days. And, uh, but I, so we used to go to Hunt, but anyway, boy, boy, did we get off on Hunt's Point. Man, was it was just $10 about for a half yeah, and a half, too. Exactly. We all went there. This is a, we got, I got we all, and there. not one person in, Bobby, in here went there? Uh, yes, yeah. he has. Bobby, you ever been to Hunt's Point? Uh, no comment. Yeah, because okay, he, so he knew about the record, he knew about yeah. the fifty five gallon drums that's on like, fire. That's like Larry. Did. That's like everyone that attends orgies. You know, most people do. Yeah, I, well, I you ever been in an orgy? Fact. No comment. Say, yeah. No comment. Yeah, exactly. No comment. I have not, but you know, it was a funny. Is your story. wife listening? <laughs> John goes. <laughs> Funny story about a friend of mine who went to an orgy one time. He was like, you know, really cool. He was a hairdresser, would say all this stuff. One day I see him, he's on crutches. I go, what happened to your knee? He said, I swung off the bed and I go to go down on this woman. He said, and I pop my knee and I start screaming. And after about a minute, I realized nobody is responding to me. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, he loves this. He is loving it. I'm next. Yeah. Was he saying, oh God, oh God? <laughs> John, back to you for a second here, because that's where we are here at the show. The real deal is, uh, so you went to Fordham University. Yeah. Uh, you know, we all grew up in the Bronx. That's easy. Let everybody know the Bronx is a, is a borough of New York that is, uh, uh, it's one of, just one of the five boroughs, obviously. Yeah. And we all grew up in the Bronx. That's pretty wild. And you went to Fordham. That was a, a, a school in the Bronx. Yeah. I went to IS-192. Uh, I then I went to Lehman High School. You guys remember Lehman yeah, High sure. School? I went to Cardinal Spellman High School. Oh, my. Again, see, these old guys went to nice schools. Card Peter, my, my uh, very good business mentor, if you want to call him, uh, he went to Cardinal Spellman. Did he? Oh, then okay. he went to Baruch. Well, didn't you also pay for a school? Were oh. you paying for school? No, Lehman High School is where the criminals Oh, that's went. where after you got kicked out of <laughs> yeah, the paid school. No, that was I got kicked out at 11 years old. There was no uh, high <laughs> what school. What you were paying for. We hung a guy over the uh, highway. You remember Lehman High School was over a highway? Yes, I do What moron that. builds a highway, a school over a highway in the Robert Bronx? Robert Moses. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And then, boy, we all, you're bringing back memories. So, John, you go to Fordham. Uh, high school. Yep. And then you went to Fordham College. Yeah. With, did, you graduated with yep. a... With a, uh, a like degree, uh, a like Bachelor's of Arts in Communications. In, oh, okay. Did you always want to be a writer and actor? Yes. I, well, you know, I always wanted to be a writer. And I'm, I'm so stupid, Larry, that I loved Broadway as a kid, right? We'd go to all the shows. We talked about a little bit. Did we I talk never, about that? Yeah, and all yeah. that? I never realized that you could choose that as your career for some reason. I thought that they came and found you. Or something. So I was like, well, it was either a lawyer, a doctor, engineer, or a journalist. So you, you had know, high hopes. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, so I went to like journalism school because I wanted Hello? to be like Oscar Madison. Oh, yeah, yeah, Love yeah. the odd couple, right? Everybody and, and, did. And, and so um, dun, 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 um, dun, dun, dun. I was a sports writer for UPI first, which was like my first job. In fact, I was in school full time 
and working full time, 7 p.m. until 3 in the morning. I love it. At UPI, but I was doing sports and I was doing the agate page, which is the stats. Right, stat all the standings yeah, and, city and, and all that. Yeah. I was the kid there. And, um, uh oh. Yeah. It's uh -oh. the man himself. Oh, it's Kyle. The we had another guest who jumps hour. into the real deal right now. He's on this. He's John. He, he wanted to meet you so I've bad. I've heard he's, about Kyle. He, yeah, he's, he's a fan of Kyle. yours, and, and he wanted to meet you about the umbrella. We'll talk about that. Yeah, in a it's minute. allegedly so, Kyle. Grab a beer and a cigar, buddy. So anyway, so you go. You always wanted to be a sport, uh, yeah. not a, a sports, a, a, a like sports writer. But then you know what I I, I like realize, Larry, when you're working seven p.m. until three a.m., you start to hate sports because you want to get out right at a at like a certain time. And the two last place teams, the Seattle Mariners and the Oakland A's, are in extra innings on the West Coast. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you got to wait. And remember, and, you remember Sports Phone? Oh, yes. 9761313. Oh, my God. It's what exactly is, right. I used to what listen is sports to phone? Sports Phone. Nick, we didn't have a computer. There was no ESPN. Yeah, there was no internet. None of that. So it's None like of a, uh, you had to call a number on a phone to get the scores of sports around the country. Or whatever it is. I used to go into my car cha -cha -cha -cha. when I was a kid. And, you know, the sports. And I used to listen to 10, 10 wins. Yeah. Give me 22 minutes to give you the world. Yep. Every 20 after 40 and at the top of the hour, you get the sports scores. I remember running, because I was a junkie kid gambling and shit. We'd run to the car, my parents' car. Stole that a few times. And you jump in the car and you put that radio on. You're freezing. You guys remember the winter time? Yes. Oh, my God. That was fun. You know, we were talking off air about newspapers and, you know, yeah. like the whole life. I trace a lot of it to us, you know, putting the news up for free on the internet years ago. When I worked for UPI before the internet, we'd have like people call up on a Saturday, hey, could you tell me who won the Army Navy game or something? They would just do that. <laughs> and we would say, I'm sorry, sir, but our, our business is to sell information and hang up the phone. Oh, wow. That's what we've been, you know, I've been our like marching orders were, you know, like. I would have did it as a bookie back in then, and we and, and we and we and we also had those the boiler rooms we called them. You guys remember the phone? Yes. We had the guy. We remember putting. I remember when I was first learning this. We used to put the guy up in the post, the New York Daily News in the post. You remember the back the the guy with the hat, the cigar, yeah, Johnny, yeah. best picker in the world. You know all this shit. And it was an eight hundred number. So of course, what would what we do? We you know cost them a dollar ninety nine for an eight hundred number, and they'd call this number, and, and you'd do the bullshit and read a script. Of the Giants versus the Jets. The Giants never lost on a Monday night with the left-handed quarterback. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And then the next guy that calls, or you put the guy on call waiting. They didn't have, like, phones. It was call waiting. And you read the Jets script. Jets oh, wow. on, the, on a night. and It's bullshit. So now you got 50-50 winners. You know, if you did 100 people, 51. Oh, wow. Now you take those 50, you put them in a pile. Every We had uh, six of us. And you put another. So we had a whole pile of winners. Now, we... We track that. This is before com like computers, no computers. Yeah. What we do is the guy would call back. You know, he won. You know, he dollar ninety nine. He paid for it, but he won. So we'd do it again. And by you wheedle it down, you have a stack of people who won. We'd call them back because we had their number by then, and we'd say, "Hey, listen, can you afford a dime? A dime is a thousand dollar bet. Can you afford a dime? Oh, whether well, they could or not. Yeah. Well, listen, our best pickers on the thing. I think you. Yeah, how have you been doing with us? We know he won three times. Yes. For fifty dollars. We're going to give you the best picketing. Not a fucking clue. You know that. And the guy said, okay, give us his credit card number. By the end of that day, we sold the credit card number to a bunch of other guys. So we fucking, that, that poor guy got hit so oh, many gosh. ways. And half of them didn't even say anything because they were doing this against their wives. You know, whatever they could, not supposed to gamble or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was so funny. But, you know, technology-wise, we did stuff that I think it was a help, a lot of it. How are you doing it now? I mean, we we all adapted of some sort. 
Are you are you pretty technology? I, I mean, I I like sort of have to be because I do the podcast, right? The Bird on the Space Coast podcast. So I, I, I gotta I have come the on. I love that. Yes. Yeah. And um, you know, but when I when I when I first started, Larry, you know, I would go out to a story with a pad and a pen, right? Now you got to take your video camera, your still camera. You go back. You got to write headlines, which is the worst part of the job to me because it's like this limited yeah. space. AI you know, does that now. Well, yeah, but yeah, and then we have to use SEO, and you know, it's just it's you know. So it's a lot more. Even that industry changed. And I did, I've been doing TV since I got out of prison, uh, which is 2007. And I did a couple of pilots. I did a bunch of stuff. And the technology, I mean, even the, the, the uh, cameras and all that shit was so much bigger. Now you can literally take an iPhone 14 and literally do a movie in such yep. quality. It's amazing what they, the, the technology has come about. Did you know they say there's more technology in this phone than the space, uh, the, the guys who landed on the moon? I believe it. I mean, and, and there's more tools. Take a look at an old radio shack ass and I'm going to have an iPhone 5. Everything on that entire half-page shack is inside that phone. Wow. Calculate a calendar, alarm clock, flashlight. Yeah, everything. that's right. That's right. Yeah. It, it, you, you know, now look at this. I, you know, it's so funny. Even with cars or everything I get, I didn't know what my Mercedes had until I sold it. Someone said, oh, no, you could have did that. I mean, when I had a boat and all this, all these technology shit. I was just at a, a friend's house on Lansing Island. He's a great friend of mine. And the technology in his fucking house, everything moves and fucking thing. And <laughs> they're it, following you around. And obviously <laughs> he knows his shit. And, he, and I'm like, no, I mean, it's like, you know, I remember when I read about Bill Gates's house in, in Washington. Did you know you go, you go into a room in his house, they give you a badge when you go into his house. It's 50,000 square feet. You go in a badge and that they, they give it, you do something on a computer. Every room you go to will the pictures will change and everything according to your moods and stuff. I mean, that was wow. five, seven, ten years, whatever it was. What the fuck is next? I, look, I can't even understand how a camera works. Yeah. I, that, that, it, like, There's no more on. cameras, you know, with film. Yeah, right, but I, like, I can't understand Radio shack. <laughs> how I can take a photo and send it to my buddy in Sweden and he gets it in a second. You know, it's like, I don't understand how that works. How Wi-Fi it, works. It can't be real. You know what I mean? You know, well, I, I, I agree. This I agree. kid, this kid, I totally like, agree. He taught me so much already with like you know technology. You know that's yeah. why I, I like to surround myself with young people because they're one, their energy is pretty good usually, or they're lazy usually. and they want to play fucking games. But I they know play games yeah, all the time. But, but you don't because I'll kill them. The uh, the technology is like you know we adapted because we have. You should have seen me. I couldn't even. I couldn't even turn on a fucking computer when I and got out of prison. Since then, it's adapted two hundred percent. Yeah. So, so, how much did things change oh. from well, when you went into prison to when you came out? Well, you know, you know, we I talked about this on a big podcast. It, it uh, concrete was the I went away in nineteen ninety six. From ninety six to two thousand seven was the biggest technological age age ever. Internet, Wi Fi. You know, when I bought a computer, I bought a computer in nineteen ninety six, the year I went to prison, and I paid. I don't know, seven thousand dollars for it's this like fucking a flat screen. And it had man. like a six-time modem, and it was the <laughs> best thing in the world—the screen and all this shit. For two, I years. tried to give that to my son two years later. He goes, "Dad, that's a piece of shit." You fucking nine-year-old kid, shut the fuck up! I just paid a lot of money. You want the fucking thing? You, you wanted know? to reach through the phone? Oh, I did. <laughs> I wanted to. And so when I went to went away, one of the big changes, obviously, the internet. I had a porn collection. That was just amazing, you know, VCRs. And, you know, I mean, they were great. And I really had a good porn collection. So I get out of prison, 
And I said to my ex-wife, we're friends, I said, Missy, where's my collection? I have a fucking big... So she starts laughing. I threw it out. I said, you what? I, I'll kill you. You throw it out. I was thinking about that porn collection for 11 fucking years. She goes, no, no, no. You, what do you mean? You can just go on, online and get it. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? I want, because there were videos I, I liked that I used to know. You know, the go-to ones to, to have fun. You know exactly when you... F- Ended the video. Right, exactly. Yeah, 11, yeah. 11.42, I was done every single yeah, time. Yeah. Like, but they didn't have timestamps either. <laughs> so I, I, I got mad at her. So she says, no. She goes, oh, you open the computer, and, she, and all these, you know, hits a few buttons. She goes, what do you like? I don't know. Uh, you know, two girls and a guy. Puts it in. There were 500 videos you, in this uh, thing. And you, I go, Instantly forgot about your, your I'm, I'm like, I think I got lost on a computer for about a month. <laughs> but it, it's amazing. Also, like, the technology would change. I went to, when I got out of prison, first of all, they didn't even have the iPhone. How's that? So when I got out of prison, they had the Razor flip phone. When I went to prison, you guys will remember this. I had first, the first cell phones I ever made. It, it was a strap. It looked like a walkie-talkie. Right. Oh, no, yeah. no, that was the second one. They had an antenna here. You put it on a strap, and, that, yeah. and you think you're fucking Dick Tracy or some shit. Well, why I had it, I don't know. And, and my phone bills. My buddy was just talking to me on a podcast. He, he worked for me. $4,000 phone bills back then. So then I remember before I got to prison, I got the brick phone. You remember the old Motorola brick oh, yeah, phone? Yeah. I should have did a commercial for them because you could beat somebody and still make a phone call with that phone. It was just a brick I get out of prison, and they, you know, when you get out of prison, I got out of prison in Forest City, Arkansas, and they give you a bus ticket, and I had money, it was out of my account, but I get on, they, they drop you off at the bus station right when the bus is coming. They want you out of their town, you know, so I'm yeah. at Forest City, Arkansas. So the bus comes, I get on the bus, and I sit next to this blonde girl. I haven't seen a woman in, you know, I don't know, holy shit, and I'm like, you know, you just, you, you're, you are a deer in the head. Like, can you spot an undercover cop car? In two minutes. Can you, I mean, yeah, minutes, under, yeah. Yeah. two minutes is way too well, long. Well, I looked like you could spot me. I was pale. I had the Bobo sneakers, <laughs> right. the, the, you know, jeans. I get on the bus and I'm looking. I'm like, first thing I do is this. Because I've been on Con Air 16 times and you're always in shackles oh. and, and chains. So I wanted to take a bus home because I'd never been on a bus, you know, without being in hand, you know, shackles. I took the express bus yeah. back in the day. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So then. I get on the bus, I'm doing this. People are looking at me like I'm a real wacko. I don't give a shit. I thought a, uh, what's the Chrysler 300 was a Mercedes Benz. It, not, not a Mercedes, a Rolls Royce. You know the way it looked? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was. I, what the fuck is this car? Holy shit, man. This is beautiful. It's a Chrysler. So anyway, I, I get on the bus and the girl has a Razor flip phone. Remember the Razor flip phones? Oh, yeah. She, you know, she's talking on the phone and I'm, don't know social etiquette, anything. Was I, it a packed bus? Uh, somewhat packed. I mean, you know, enough people on it. So there was more room that you could not sit next to her? Absolutely. Oh, okay, okay. I just but, wanted to see the mindset. Yeah, of course the mindset. Are you down, kidding me? Sure, yeah. So I sit down, and, and I said to the girl, can I see the phone? Think of how that sounds. You sit next to them, and they say, can I see your phone? The fuck out of here. <laughs> she, she's looking. She's scared, obviously. She gives me the phone because she was on the phone. I'm looking. I go, how can these fat fingers touch these little buttons? And it, it boggled my mind. I closed the phone. I give it all. Hung up on whatever. <laughs> Next, you know, a little bit later, she gets up and moves. And I had my own seat for the whole trip. That's the number one. <laughs> but the, the bus driver says, hey, listen, we're pulling it to get gas. You got 40 minutes to get something to eat. 
get something to eat. You know, when I went to prison, a gas station sold cigarettes, candy bars, beer, some shit like that. No, 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 no. They had a food mart, a subway, another. And I thought about that fat fuck, Jared. And I said, but I had money in my pocket. And anybody who's been to prison, John, you'll ask anybody, and you interview yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. You ask them what they miss most. You know what it is? Food. Yeah. Not pussy. It's food. Yeah. No matter what. I don't care who you are. Everybody who's ever been to prison will know two things. Ask them their number. Five two 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 four zero zero four. I mean, it's it's like your social security. Yeah, number. yeah. And they're gonna oh, you ask what do you miss most. If they did at least just six months to a year, you ask them what you miss most. Food. That, you know, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, plus it could be a close second, but it's food. Yeah. Believe it or not. Well, you know, I, uh, two of the guys that I've spoken to, what they missed was, you know, being underwater. Wow. Oh, never, wow. And swimming and having the having your whole body, you know, in What are they rich? They had to be rich because wow. we swam in the East River. The <laughs> fuck? Yeah, I mean, exactly. shit about no, that. that's a really good, like, yeah, you know. It was, you know, like Bill Dillon actually a, from, you know, you like Satellite Beach. You know, I, I know Bill. Yeah, and uh, he just wrote a book. You should have him on. Uh, I so, will have him on. Um, I had him on way back when I were. I had a radio show way back, right when I got out. And uh, on WWME, whatever yeah, yeah. it was. Bill Dillon, what a great story. 27 years in 27 prison. Years he was prison. raped his first day in prison. His first hour. Guys. His first, first hour, hour in prison, yeah. Five guys put a pillowcase in. in well, sad he case. talks about the whole thing in the, in, yeah. in the book. He's and, a nice guy. He was wrongfully convicted. I mean, He you know, has got some heart. How he does it? He has a he has a bad heart right now. So oh, does he? Yeah, he's um, on the heart transplant list. Yeah. Fuck, I got to interview. Him. I got to yeah, call. He's him. a great you guy. Have his, you got his contact? Yes, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy, but he told me. But, but so when he was first released, he was given a like a a like new trial, right? So he was released on house arrest. I remember that. So he had the ankle monitor, so he couldn't swim. Put it up oh, yeah. because he had the ankle monitor on. Oh my! So he's God. out for like three months, you know, waiting, and he yeah. couldn't even swim, but. Eventually, he did, obviously. and uh, uh, You know, his case is so sad because there's Satellite Beach right here. Again, the faulty ha- dog handler. Uh, who was his name? John Preston. A what crook. a fucking crook. We're going to do a show yeah. on that soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to be. John, handlers. you're going to come back from yeah, more. Yeah, definitely. But uh, before we get into a couple cases, one more. So your play is going, it's called. She Always Sneezed Twice. She Always Sneezed Twice. It at, is at Coco Playhouse. Right, at the Surfside Playhouse. It's, it's like playing two weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. August, what days? What August days? August fourth, the fifth and sixth, and then 11, 12, and thirteen. Kyle, you come with us. I'm buying tickets. Okay, if you got a wife, boyfriend, something. Both. Uh, okay, I'm in too. An, an but animal. I'm gonna get ten tickets. I'm a sheep. Buy yeah. On the Friday night, you should come. Uh, uh, when you're 11th. there. Yeah. August 11th, we're going. Right? Because we could do when you're there. So yeah, we're gonna that'd have be fun. Great. Oh, yeah, 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 we'll yeah. have fun afterwards. And it's a fun show, and I think you will leave there, you know, thinking about things, but also feeling kind of good. That so, is what I, you know, when they, I had some people write my book, scripts and everything else, and they said, why your book will be better than Goodfellas? They actually said that is because it has a good ending. I, nobody's going to prison, uh, you know, under the witness protection program. Yeah. Nobody's getting whacked at the end. It's a positive story. A guy actually can make it, you know, he can Who be changes fucked his up, life changes and, yeah, his yeah, life. Exactly. And, they, and you want to leave, they all, all you writers are the same. They have a concept of, of is of you know where the ending comes before anything. Let me ask you a question: Is a is a play written like a movie? Because in a, in a movie, if you have one page, they consider that one minute. Yes. So if you have a you know like a hundred pages, that's a hundred minutes. Is that the, is it the same way? Yes, a, a, exactly. And you have to do a lot of the, um, you know, like uh, he stands up from the table and he looks over at oh, his oh, mother, and, and you got to put all that in all the stage direction, you know, kind of stuff. So you and wrote the that. story. Yeah. is crazy. Wow. How much did they change anything? 
um, like they haven't changed anything. No, you know, like literally, the they're going to go from the what you wrote because usually you get directors who come in and you know they said to me, Larry, we would love this, but we're going to use uh, creative licensing. Yeah, right. No, I'm I'm actually really good friends with the person who they chose, Nancy Madigan Bach, really good friend of ours. She's a trainer, the director. She's, yeah, she's great, and. Um, She'll ask me, you know, like she'll say, you know, in this party, is it okay if they bring flowers in? And I'm like, yeah, of course, you know. And so I, I actually went last night and I, I, I like watched rehearsal and I found a mistake that I made. So I said, Nancy, I think the phone is ringing way too early in this scene right before the first act ends. Wow. And the actors were like, yes, it is ringing too early. I'm like, yeah, can you change that? And so, yeah. so uh, This but, is going to be cool. We're going to have fun because yeah, we're getting the inside story. So you're in. So I'm going to get 10 or more tickets. Oh, uh, it's fun, yeah. And, and we're going to have a lot of time. That's August 11th. And it's at the Cocoa, uh, Cocoa Beach uh, Playhouse. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, by Surfside Playhouse. I think sure. it's on um, on Ramp Road. What's Surfsideplayhouse.com. Is it near Ron John's? No, it's like before Ron John's if you're heading north. So, um, you so t- it's near Cape Canaveral. It's no, right no. near the strip joint. No, no, it's the it's on the other side. If you're heading north, like you know, like from here, you turn left before like Minuteman Causeway. It's on Ramp Road. It's on minute. It's right near Minute Minute. Yeah, one, it's, you it's know like the area one forty two. Yes, they yes. sell my cigars. Okay, yeah, yeah so sell- it's uh, a little bit south of there. I know the owners there. They're very. That's a great yeah. place. We did a whole shoot for eight hours over did there. You really? oh, yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun. We took the bus up there. We opened up, and it was really. That's a nice yeah. place. Yeah. Have you been there? I've I've seen it, and I've seen it packed with people, and oh. and you know concerts on 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 the it's lawn. It's like a lawn it. area. Yeah. You've been there. You guys have been there. Uh, no. We got another. We got Kyle in here. We got Bobby still. Okay. You never. You got a couple. We'll, we'll go, we're going to make a night of that. Oh, God. I'm going to get a bunch of guys. Yeah. We'll figure out John and Laura and a whole bunch of people. I'm going to get a bunch of tickets. Because yeah. I, I, I haven't been to a good play where I can just fucking unwind. You know what I mean? And yeah. plays, are, like you said, you, they make uh, you unwind. Last time you invited me to a concert. Oh, listen to this. Holy oh. shit. We don't want to, you know. No, nah, I'm not going to gonna fuck the but person up. Last time he. He invited me to a concert. Him, right? and, him and his girl. Come to this concert. Well, it's a concert, right? So I'm, I think I'm going to a concert. <laughs> I went to a, I don't know what the fuck it was, but <laughs> it was a, like an uh, impersonation. He was doing impersonations and then musicals. And I just. Put it I this left. way. Uh, it was, I don't he know. He needed I don't drugs know what for the, the guy to ever <laughs> Not me. Everyone. Yeah, it's true. Uh, 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 I'm not going to. I'm not gonna out the person. <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling I know who it is that we can talk about later. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but it was not a concert. Yeah, that was poor Nick's first delve into any kind of culture in Brevard County, Florida. Hey, yeah, is there a culture in Brevard County? Yeah, no. yeah, this is right here. Not That's sad. Exactly. Your culture is in Palm Bay on Norwood Street. <laughs> you know when when we first moved up here from Fort Lauderdale, this was 2005. My wife comes home from work one day and she says. I didn't know that John Deere was a designer. <laughs> oh, what? what does that mean? John Deere uh, goes to tractors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> from Iowa. Everybody wears the hats and the t-shirts. Oh, and, you know, your redneck okay. stuff. You know. I, I'm, am I allowed to say redneck, Nick? Yeah, you can say okay. still. Well, I, I asked him what next, I can't say. Next year, you might not be able to say that. You know, oh, wait, no, actually, you can say it whenever. Someone told her, you're not supposed to use, or to use midget, you know, which it, I get it. Right. You're not supposed yeah. to. Little person. Yeah, now it's a little person. But, you know, you know Chris Hollyfield. You guys know Chris. Chris is a good friend of mine. And Chris has been on my show, and I know Chris really well. He's a good guy, man. neighbor He was at my cigar uh, party, as a matter of fact. You, you should have been there. You oh, know, I had a cigar yeah. party. Big, it was, man, were you there, Kyle? Yeah. That was packed. That was packed. Wasn't it? I mean, sure was. I mean, you couldn't even get it to the bar. Oh, wow. I mean, it was over at the Executive Cigar downtown Melbourne. And uh, I saw Chris, of course, and he, 
Chris has been here, and I asked him, he goes, I don't give a shit what you call me. <laughs> and then, yeah. he, you know, it, it, you know that, John. I, yeah. We come from the melting pot. Well, a lot of people don't get that. Right. We didn't give a shit what color you were. If you lived in our area and you were good, you were good. If you're not, you're not. I tell people I grew up on the cartoon, Hey Arnold. Like, oh, I was yeah, in yeah, that yeah. cartoon. I had black friends, Jewish friends, Italian friends, whatever. And you exactly. watched Hey Arnold? Of course. Well, you I don't kids. even know what Hey Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he does too, kids, but, no. Yeah. I just showed a clip. You guys, again, I, I, I tout this clip everywhere I go. You ever watch South Park? I've, I've seen it, but I've not, yeah. South Park clip with Mickey Mouse when he beats the shit out of Jonas Brothers. It is, I did that before a meeting, and I told someone today about that. And he goes, you did that at a meeting? <laughs> no, yeah, he sent us, he sent the team the clip, right? And said, he sent the clip, which is a link. And then right after it, all he said was, I hope you guys are ready for the meeting. The clip is literally Mickey Mouse, or Mickey Mouse, the boss, coming in to his employees and beating the fuck out of them. Wow. Stand the fuck up. Yeah, beating the fuck out of them. Piece of shit. And I said, right after that, I said, that doesn't make me feel good for this meeting. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. And then they said, we're going to HR. I said, I am HR. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I don't think this is the clip you should see. John, I am not. You, I'm not Gannett. <laughs> no, Gannett's a big company. Obviously, you yeah. you know you've been in the corporate world for a long time, huh? Yeah, I mean, I've you know like you know uh, ever since like 1998, I'm you know like with the company, I've been treated good, so I really can't complain. But uh, I just hope that the industry lasts long enough for me to for you to retire. For me to retire. Okay, let I want to jump into a quick a quick little thing because sure. you your knowledge of John is uh, to let the audience know. John is the founder and the host of Murder on the Space Coast, a great podcast. Thank you. And you pick a, a case that had a lot of questions, and you do such research that's off the charts. We talked about yeah. the Jeff Abramowski. Abramowski, I say Abramowski, whatever it so is. Is it like mystery or no? Is this law is true or story. Like wrong conviction. Like John. Documentary. Do you know who uh, Murder Mystery is? No. no okay. Makeup Murder Mystery. Mm. Okay. Wow. Are we that's old all. in here that's or what? <laughs> no, you know who she is. It's the girl who does her makeup and then she does a mystery, murder, murder, murder mystery. We had a whole conversation about it. Okay. And that's that, not, not that guy girl. What's her name? No, that's not Jeffree Star. Jeffree no. Star. You know this Jeffree is Star? A woman really? who does her makeup. She's capitalized on two oh. spectrum, two opposite spectrums. She does makeup. And then she does murder mystery law. Yeah. Does she have that big, big podcast? Yes, she's one of the yeah, yeah the one of the top yeah. five. Podcasts she went in the world. from this end to this end, and then went in the middle. Right. And wow. she capitalizes off of both of them. You know, it, it it's amazing what I've learned in the business I'm in, John. There's a kid named Aiden Ross who's on, online, makes five million a month. Well, just from one one uh, client gives him four hundred. So he makes million. more. Well, sure. I figured another million for the other. One client gives him $4 million a month, a gambling yeah. company, and he's a 22-year-old kid in his basement. And I, I am fucking blown away. All this shit. staggering money. Yeah. It, it's staggering money. And I go, what the fuck am I doing wrong? I got to, like, do mukbang or some <laughs> shit. Whatever and you know what's even crazier? He's canceled making the same amount of money. Yeah, he don't give a shit. Yeah. But anyway, get back to you, John. So you have murder in a space coast. Yeah. And I want to really touch on this. This is pretty important to me. Because, one, we have a friend here who's with the... the he wants to ask you some questions. We'll do Alleged. that for lunch. You, sure. you know you're coming Alleged. to dinner. I'm buying dinner, so you have to come. And uh, I want to touch on the grossly... Grossly... Crosley. Crosley yeah. Green. Yeah. We touch on. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I was at a, a friend's house. We had a, a couple of us there. We smoked a cigar, and, and we did a little business. And 
we just thought, I said, I got to go. I got to go see John Torres. He's going to be on my show. And they, oh, that guy from Florida. Said, yeah, they love your writing. Yeah. And, and it, that's an honor because you yeah. are a great writer. You. And yeah. your research is probably, say, you know, it's like you a lot. That, you ever heard of Dana White? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dana's a great yep. researcher. That's what her power yep. was. It's a little crazy. You know, I love Dana, but she's yeah, great. Yeah. Dana White? Yeah. No, Dana, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Dana. Uh, Dana White. Uh, he knows who I mean. Yeah, yeah. But well, anyway, John, okay. you do such research. Uh, do you do that research? Yeah, I do it all my, all by myself. I write every episode myself. I narrate it myself. You my, don't have a team? Well, we have a like producer mm-hmm. uh, who edits all the clips. I choose all the clips. Okay. And he, he works a lot harder than I do. And he finds them. <laughs> I can tell. And he puts them in. So you're not an actor. Shut up, Nick. No. no okay. He calls me. He goes, right. I said I was an actor once. He goes, no, you're not. I go, I'm a fucking actor. I've been on more TV shows. I got credits. Go to IBM. I, IDBM. Yeah, yeah. He goes, no, not. You're a content creator. I actually had to agree with him after a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know, I fuck, fuck you, Nick. But anyway, so John, you... Obviously, it's murder on his. If anybody has not heard it around the world, you gotta just go online, Google. Well, the link will be in the description. But know, also, just Google murder, yeah. murder on a space. Yep. Yeah. And he takes a case. And how many cases a year do you do? Well, we we have like you know like five seasons and a half up because we did a little like mini season uh, on the vampire rapist from uh, you know Malabar. I don't, I don't even know that one. What? There's a guy right close to here. It's a vampire rapist. Yeah, John Crutchfield. Um, is, he a, was, uh, is he a real vampire? Or a he, fake uh, what are you talking about? Right? Now well, you're fucking me up, John. No, this he was in vampires. the. But this was in the '80s. Um, My parents moved here in '83. So. A woman broke out of his house, <laughs> stark naked, in handcuffs and leg one shackles. One of those crazy things. Yeah. And she like ran out to US one, and she was rescued. Like I did the other day. Nick. And this guy had a stack of like women's ID cards <laughs> of women who were missing. And he was drinking her blood. He had um, a like hypodermic, and he. Are you kidding me? No, is that true? Yeah, it's not bullshit. No, that's true. That's true. So I, I I, I listened to that one, and you ran away from some dogs. Man, I am. Yeah, the vampire rapist. Yeah, and and, um, yeah, John Brennan Crutchley. That was his name. Crutchley. Wow. uh, He died in prison, uh, you know, know, like doing autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh yeah. um, Oh. I tried that. It doesn't work. So, no, I, I mean, that's an easy way to die, too. I'm only kidding. Way, yeah. I did not try that, everybody. I don't want to hear anybody. I do know someone that did. Did they die? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I was in fifth grade. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Fifth grade kid? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, if you're fifth yeah. grade, you still have He uh, slipped the on the comforter and couldn't get back up. Well, that's All right, it. let's See, move on from that. That is true, though. In prison, <laughs> people die that way, and they think, everybody thinks when you hang yourself, you got to hang. You don't. Well, you All knock you yourself out. All you do is you take a rope off of beds or a chair. And you just you put it around right your neck and you, you tight and you just lay down slowly and, and it cuts your air off in thirty seconds and if you, if nobody picks you up. But you remember it, Aaron well, Hernandez he, did that. Yeah. He soaped the floor so, so he, he couldn't, couldn't get up. Get up. Lose, I did not know that. You that lose consciousness, know. right? You, you lose know, and then you can't do anything. Is he about dead, Aaron Hernandez? Oh yes. yeah, okay. They took his brain. I couldn't remember. Who is that? Right for CTE. I know the founder of that company. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see his? His uh, Chris brother? Nowitz- Chris Nowitzki. Okay. Does all the brains for uh, the NFL and stuff. Oh, nice. He's an ex-wrestler and football player. Nice. Got his master's degree from like Yale or some yeah. crazy Harvard shit. Good kid. So he's the son-in-law of my one of my good friends in South Florida. What do you do? But let me get back to John. So John, you got this great murder. I want to ask a couple of questions. Okay. We did a whole podcast on the one Jeff O'Brien, and we did it on Crosley Green. On Crosley Green, yeah. That case, the Green case, has touched so many people on this in this area and probably the world. Right. He 
totally didn't do it. I mean, right. I can't understand. What was the how, case? Okay, can you give him a, yeah, a background? What, what was sure. the case? What's so going on here? He give was, him a short. Uh, he, was, um, he was arrested and convicted and sent to Florida's death row initially for you know carjacking this couple in Titusville and then driving them out to an orange grove and engaging in a shootout with the guy, even though the guy was tied up, supposedly. Mm. And, um, and the girl fled. ran away. And the girl ran away. Now, she left the Orange Grove, and she drove past hospitals, a, a hospital, um, you know, gas stations with phone, with, people. you know, like phone booths and, and the people. She drove past her own home where her parents lived, and she went to a friend of her boyfriend's house, Chip, who was the guy that was dead. Um, you know, bottom line is a lot of people think that she ended up shooting. Even him. the detectives oh, okay. think So was right. he, was his uh, deceased body tied up when they found him? Well, it was um, loosely tied with a shoelace, but um, uh, a lot of the experts feel like it was tied up for sexual reasons. Okay. And yeah. at the Orange Grove. She's still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, she's still sticking to her story? Well, she won't talk. She, she has Okay, yeah, yeah. At the Orange Grove, um, his clothes that were in the truck were laid out on the um, on the ground as if making a blanket for sex, but she says that they okay. were okay. driven there and engaged right away in a in in, in a it's shootout. Right. So there's I'm no not, way that I'm is, not buying any. Yeah, of this. Well, so, how's this yeah. though? But, but, the two cops, guy John. So like the two cops that like responded there, she gave them the wrong directions how to get there. She didn't want to call nine one one. All this stuff. Yeah, the like two cops that show up. They go to the prosecutor and they say, we don't believe anybody else was involved. We think that it was her. Her, her name is Kim Halleck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they tell the, the like, prosecutor. But see, the Green family was bad news. Right. Crosley Green's brother was a big crack and dealer. who, okay, yeah, yeah. And so they wanted to pin it on, on O'Connor Green. Now, why did they pick him out? Well, o- right. O'Connor Green was a big, you know, like... Crack dealer, so but he had an airtight alibi. He That's was at a bar brother. with like a hundred people. So what? his his brother Crosley had just come out of prison, and the Green family was just known to be like trouble. I mean, you know, it was so, and, and so it was. They she said the, they pinned the murder on him. She said a black guy did this, a black guy, and she gave them a, a description that like didn't match Crosley. So there's no what relation year was this, John? Nineteen eighty nine. So he went to prison in eighty nine. He went to prison in like ninety to like okay, Florida's 90. death row. He was on like death so, row for twenty years. He was on death row for twenty years, for, for like and, tw- and then he he wins an appeal. Is that true? Yeah. So what and happens that's recent, is, right? listen, I this is that. all recent now. Well, that's recent. He got out. Okay. So, so well, his lawyers, right? So the um, the American Bar Association has this program to get people off of like death row, like so, the Innocent Project. Yeah. So they hired Kroll and Mooring from Washington D.C. This is like a top. Like the firm, like Tom Cruise, except they're they like aren't crooks. Like Kim you know, like Kardashian, the, yeah, like you know, this like they top law firm. So they go and they get him off of death row because there was some stuff in the, in the trial. But then they stayed the course for fourteen years because they believe he's innocent. What does stay the course mean? You know, they, they don't quit, right? Like you keep working his case. Like they were just hired by the American Bar Association just to get him off of like off of like death row. This is the defense. Yeah. So he's off of like you know he's he is not going to be executed. He's 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 like now sentenced to like life in prison. But they want to keep on representing him because they free. believe he's real. He's yeah. Innocent. How many and appeals? How many appeals did he? Oh do? my gosh! I mean, it's, he went through. See he, what how the system works, Nick. Is you go through the state system, then you file to the federal system. And you got to go through that system as well. 
So six, right. probably six appeals. Yeah, I, I mean, at and so in like 2018, the middle, you know, the, the a like federal court in in Orlando ordered him freed, or he had to be given a brand new trial because the prosecutor did not divulge that information that the cops said we don't think anybody. For how many did. years? The two detectives on the case, Nick, said we don't think he did it. Yeah, well, it, it was the and like two the responding officers. Or? Yeah, it was the like two responding officers who like were then taken off the case, but they told everybody. They told the, everybody the, on the force like, at the time. Yes, he was, at, at the time he was a black guy who was convicted. How did this get buried? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Say again. How did that get buried? If it was brought well, up? Uh, the like prosecutors are supposed to share that information with the defense. Discovery. Right. If and if it's not, it's called a Brady violation. I just Brady versus Maryland. Saying. It's a like U.S. pursuit. Supreme Court case that you have to share that stuff. Anything if not, that, you can get back. Right. So, which is what was found. So, the like court found a Brady violation had occurred. How many years after? Oh my God, this is in 2018. So this is yeah. Like, why did it take so? 28 long? years. It was right. Well, because you have to exhaust every other appeal first, and and, and you know, look, his lawyers and, only came on in like 2000s. So he was already on like the profile, you know, like 20 years. So. But, but that's how long it takes. I mean, it, yeah. it's 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 incredible. In fact, I think they filed the motion in like two thousand. Um, and were these public defenders? You know, or? No, no. This is no the, the firm that the firm that represented him secondly is a big time firm. Yeah, in and Washington. they they knew this case was bullshit. Well, so. what they do is a lot of cases. Like I at testified. First, at, at first, was it a public defender? No, like, it was um, it was Rob Parker who was a lawyer, and uh, pretty shitty one, huh? Well, you know, his, <laughs> his hands were nice tied. And... I mean, he, I like Rob. He's a great guy. He didn't have that information. Right. Okay. Right. So he didn't have that information. And he, he's, he's okay with right. saying that. Yes. And Crosley's alibi, he was with a woman that night, but she was married. So she didn't mm, want to come to court no. and, like, testify. Right? Okay. That'll but then fuck, That'll fuck you up every wait. time. But then the prosecutor's office went to his, Crosley Green's sister, her boyfriend and his friend, who were all facing major time Because the drugs. sister is still the one. Oh, now she came back and yeah. said he's innocent, but yeah. Sheila oh, Green, so they just kind of pulled. She, said, uh, okay. um, she had been threatened with her kids being taken away because she was facing this federal drug rap. And so she said, well, I heard my brother say that he did something bad and, you know, just like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that, you know, like sent him up the river. <laughs> uh, so speak. They're good at making you say whatever the fuck oh, they want. Yeah. Listen, I, I testify yeah. in the Innocent Project as an expert witness from prison. I in, I uh, interview you know inmates and see if they turn because the law states if anybody under under eighteen had got a life sentence has to be resentenced because there's a new law right. that came out. So the Innocent Project and Barry University they hire guys like me. I go into the prison jail interview the guy, see if he's rehabilitated in some sort or whatever, and then I present at court. You know, so I do. So the cases, the life sentence cases or the death sentence cases. Yeah. I did a case here in Titusville, and Jack Griesbaum, I know him, Jack the judge. Yeah. He fucking, this guy had a case, no murder, no nothing. This poor kid got uh, uh, a life sentence at the time, and then he, went, he dropped it to 40 years. I said, that's a fucking life. I went on Fox News that night, and I said, that's bullshit. Jack sees me when he retires. He goes, man, you were hard on me. I said, Jack, you're fucking goddamn, you fucked this kid. There's no way. The, the intent of the law by the Supreme Court was to give these people a shot or whatever it was. Because we all know a kid's brain is not developed until exactly. they're 25. How old was he? When mine. he was under 18, 17. Oh, wow. Okay. A, a friend of mine, he was a police officer, a deputy sheriff down in Broward County, got shot and killed. 
And they put two guys on death row, you know, younger kids, and then it wound up that the cops had forced confessions and everything. And, and they got really yeah, John, it's always a forced I got to ask John here. a good question because you're doing this in a, yeah, in a deep, deep way, John, you've been doing this. So on the Grocery Green case first, this everybody who's going to be listening knows, because I know a lot of my friends are listening. They want to know yeah. this. Not everyone, no. That's mm-hmm. why I'm asking questions. No, no, but, I didn't say know. you. Well, not me. I'm, I'm not. I'm I will also, fuck with yeah. him. Oh, the new thing yeah. is, I'm going to fuck with Nick. Yeah, but the, no. If we're just talking about you know the case, we think, are. I think Nick's blinking. Him. Yeah, I think he needs help. No, yeah, he needs help. I'm a victim for sure. Uh, no, John, for real. Let's get straight yeah. on this. Uh, he was sent back to prison after he was released. Yeah. So, so he get to that, and okay. then I want to know what what's his recourse now. All right. So well, he he was ordered to have a brand new trial or be released in 2018, right? In Which 2021, is, he's still in prison with no conviction. I know, during COVID. So, so I'm writing articles saying that if he a dies lot. in prison because of COVID, this is going to be the worst like stain on like on like Florida's incarceration history because he has no conviction right now. So, oh yeah, because, yeah. Which uh, appeal won? Well, so the state appealed it, right? So like finally he was released on house arrest for two years for. For um, the charge, he had to get a retrial. Right. So he, so you what know, does, oh, okay. You no, know, like he's asking because the state appealed. So he yeah. was granted this this you know, trial. The state appealed, and they had to argue before the eleventh circuit court of um in, in of, Atlanta of appeals in Atlanta. So right. The appeal had to have new evidence. Well, no, it's it, not new evidence. It's, it's a trio of like judges who look at everything, but they took so freaking long because I went there the week before the world shut down of COVID, and I covered that. And then, you know, like a year and a half later, he's still in prison and he has health issues, you know, and there's COVID in the prisons. So they finally release him on house arrest, right? In 2021. And he does great. He has a job. Uh, everybody loves him. He's, yeah. he's like big in his he's church. He's an older he guy game. now. He's, he's like, in he's prison for 30 years. Yeah. 28 years. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, he says that he's a like totally different person. He says he never killed anybody, of course, but he, he was a but like John, we all are. Yeah, right. We, I try to we're, tell we're, people that right. too. Yeah. We're, we're right. Well, especially if you're innocent. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't even imagine it. It, it, it blows me away. Yeah. So the the court finally ruled against him. And so what they basically said while the, he was out. But listen, right, this, is, but this is really scary for everybody. This this affects everybody in the whole country. The Eleventh Circuit Court of Appeals basically ruled that, yeah, okay, a Brady violation occurred, but it's immaterial. It, it, meaning what? it didn't really matter. So now what they're saying is that prosecutors really don't have to turn over stuff if they feel like it's immaterial. What Even John is saying it was the it was the basis of the entire uh, case. Yes. Well, yeah. let, let me so explain what the law states yeah, as a lawyer yeah. does I, this. I'm confused. Okay, here's what happens, Nick. When you have a I did a case in court in prison where an attorney for the defense fell asleep during the trial. Fell asleep. It's in the it's in the transcripts everything. His whole, judge, ass, his whole ass lawyer? His, his, the defense lawyer's guy, he fell asleep. And the judge had to wake him up twice. Was this before cameras or after No, it's cameras? in the transcripts. It doesn't matter. The, okay, the transcript okay, courts okay. don't matter. If it's in the transcript, that's that's the they have a stenographer. Yeah, as official that's official record. Yeah, yeah the that, judge, chick, that chick right there typing? Yes, she that's needs a stenographer. Be, yeah. She needs to get paid more. So I, she <laughs> has to get paid. It's recorded now, kind yeah, of, with yeah, audio. But still, I've seen her work. So she, the court, he was... Lawyer fell asleep. Now, we read when he fell asleep and all this, and we're talking, you know, there were certain people on the stand and everything else. We lost the case because you just said what you said. The court deemed that during, it was inconsequential 
to the outcome of the trial. In other words, he fell asleep at parts that wouldn't have mattered anyway. Who was anyway. we? Yeah, was the you, court. Right? Yeah, the court ruled that. The court ruled that. Not you were me. On it? Uh, no, no, so no. I we, was doing the appeal. You weren't in there? No, no, no. Nick, I, the, the law. This is good because you're trying oh, to no, explain to a 26 year old. No, uh, I like who, it. And who listens they're, they're to this? Not, stuff, they're they're you know? ignorant to who, the law. And who's your demographic? Right? I, I, listen, I think, just so you can ask a question. We don't mind that. No, I'm, I'm He's not giving you an answer. That. Yeah. How it works is if you appeal a case, every case can be appealed. Once you appeal a case, it goes to a three, usually a three, unless it's in bank a three-judge panel in the Court of Appeals, it's called. And the next are, level up. Now, you they don't get new evidence. They see if all the, the information in the trial These are was three there. local judges? Or no, they're, just they're, three random judges? No, no, three Court of Appeal judges. That are local or... They, 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 well, they're going to be local. Just, no, because it's like uh, like with like Crosby's, it was Atlanta. They yeah. also cover Jacksonville, but it's... That's uh, the federal. It's, it's, I think, 11 judges altogether that are appointed to that court. So they're hearing appeals all the time. And they're all through America, these judges? No, like that only handles like the East Coast. Oh, okay, so they're so a district. Yeah, yeah. A so district. They're not local, but they are. They're a district. Yeah, Every yeah, court now, right, cool. just to give a little quick, they could call it M-Bank. M-Bank is when all the judges appeal, you know, you, you do it. But no, all appeals go to in front of three judges. Yeah. Now, they only look at technicalities when there was a, a, a sustainable objection, everything or most cases we won was on Vordaire. Vordaire is jury, uh, jury instructions and picking a jury. You know that. So That what, can be what, corrupt pretty easily, right? The what? The jury can be uh, bought. Well, well listen, every, I know a lot of people bought juries, yeah. but John Gotti was great. So was Willie Falcone, who I, used to, I was in prison with for a while. But anyway, in this case, Crozier Green gets the appeal, but they say he it, it was inconsequential. Right. So they ordered him you know, back to... Prison, so he's he's free. So his lawyers say, "Well, we want to um, appeal that to the U.S. Supreme, Supreme Court. Court, and they did. Can he stay free until then?" And so they said yes, which was unbelievable. So it was like an extra like three months of freedom. Hear it. But the U.S. Supreme Court just ruled um, not to hear this it. Like this one up to the big boys. Now, yes. Listen, the U.S. Supreme yeah. Court is the motherland. The mother law. And, and this is this one up to the big here's boys. Here's what's amazing about this, right? So you file to the U.S. Supreme Court. And I can't think of the term right now, but other lawyers... Certiorari. Uh, no, no, but um, other lawyers can latch on as... Yeah, um, it's called uh, um, uh, a... Uh, oh, my gosh. A, amicus brief. Yes. And these are just and other lawyers brief. that... Wow, it's pretty it. good, huh? Still so got it. Who? It's very rare to get <laughs> can, right. one, one group of lawyers or one lawyer join as an amicus brief. They got four amicus briefs. And these are and just I'm, random lawyers no, that... No, no, no. I'm going to tell you what this was. Actually, amicus brief means friend of the court. Yeah, so... One amicus brief was filed by 100 college law professors. Wow. And they, the second they, amicus brief was filed by you know, current and former federal prosecutors. Prosecutors. The third amicus brief was, filed, was filed by um, and judges. Judges who were either sitting or, oh, wow. or, sitting retired. or retired. And these and, are just people... Throughout the country. Yes. Right? And, it's and, called an amicus, friend of yeah. the court. And the fourth I, I amicus brief was filed by a nonpartisan group called, uh, it's, I don't have the Innocent name, but private, it was about the Constitution, a, a, about keeping the Constitution sacred and you know so forth. 
So they were you know able how to rare find, that is? I don't it's, think it's ever happened. It's, yeah, it's like almost impossible. And the U.S. Supreme Court just said, oh, we're not going to hear this case. Well, here's what happens. Let everybody know. Because I won a case in the Supreme Court. We, we won a guy, surgery. It's called surgery. They remanded it back to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. When you file a case in, in federal court, that's what I did. In federal court, you, you, whatever way you file, it could be 2255, mm-hmm. which is ineffective assistance of counsel. It could be a lot of different things. You go to the Court of Appeals, which is the 11th Circuit, and if you lose there, you go to the Supreme Court. Most people don't get into the Supreme Court, and here's why. And I, I actually had a course in prison by a federal judge who told us how to do that. What happens is most cases, see, the Supreme Court of the United States only hears about 3% of all cases. Comes around. You can't hear all the cases around the whole you know, country. Just can't. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's impossible. So they take cases that are going to have what they call precedent. It's going to be a precedent-setting case, meaning it's so whack that we have to set this new precedent. Was this this appeals court or the, the district court fucked it up? And that is motherland, motherland. You win a Supreme Court case or the Supreme Court goes, doesn't matter. Supreme Court, you know, in Grossly Green's case, they just never heard it. Which is a shame because the case, Very shame. Uh, um, you know, it so really just does never, affect everybody. If he was on death row, I bet they would have heard it. It just never got to the top where it oh, should no, have been. Oh, no, no. It, or what do you they mean? didn't who hear didn't, it, right? Who didn't I guess hear it? The Supreme Court. So it never got to where it needed to be. Right. right. They okay. never heard the So real. they accepted it, but they said we're not going to Well, everybody case. gets accepted. So yeah. like, yeah. Right, yeah. John, you just got to put terms. it in. That's <laughs> like if I didn't send you a, a sponsorship email. Yeah, I will kill you. through. John, what happened, and you know that, is he they didn't hear it. Here's the sad case. I'm thinking more than that. You just told me what happened. If he was on death row, the Supreme Court hears Which he all was, death. right? No, no, at this time it wasn't. Oh, okay. The Supreme Court hears all death row cases. Right. You know, to, to make a decision. Right. You know, it's going to be, okay, goodbye. You, you know, they're not going to get in it because of technical reason. What happened? Why? I mean, he had great lawyers now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, at but, this but, point, he had good lawyers because of oh, the, best. The, 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 the controversy and Yeah. This is a national media case. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's and, not like he's paying for this shit. Oh, no, no. no, 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 no could, or else he'd have public defenders and he'd be gone. Yeah. He'd have been okay. dead already. Yeah. Yeah. It's been that's in what I'm the saying. Washington okay. Post. He would be fucking on, gone. On like Dateline and, you know, like 48 hours. I watched a good show about that. But here's what just happened, which is incredible. So he's been eligible for parole. For years, right? Sure. Because uh, he was under the old law. Right. You know, the new law yes. has no parole. Right. And you know this because you've been inside, right? But in in like 30, like two years in prison, he has not one demerit. Infra- shot. Right. He has not right. one wow. infraction. Are you kidding me? Not, not a one. violence That's almost impossible. Anything, yeah. The warden signed an affidavit in, on his behalf saying, I wish all of my inmates were like Crosley Green. Wow. Two prison guards came and they testified here in Brevard County, uh, on his behalf, you know, like at you know, like one of the appeals years ago, I was there for it. Um, so he he has none of this, right? So he's eligible for parole, but he has to sort of admit it. So his lawyers are trying to work out something where maybe he can say, you, you know, have look, to have contrition, and I'm you not change the same life. person. Or yeah. the same. So he recently went to a pre-hearing they have to determine when he's eligible to go before the board. They screwed up so bad. They counted him as a new inmate sentenced to life because he was released, but wow. he was still he was incarcerated. He's house arrest. He's sure. house arrest. So his lawyers are appealing that. So that's what they're hoping. But he so he was told that when he's like ninety four, he's like sixty three now. When he's ninety four, he's eligible to come. 
before the board, but he's already served those 30 years. You know what I mean? But question on that. Now, that's one way he can get out. Can't the governor give him a pardon? Yes, that's the other thing is clemency. So his lawyers are still working on trying to get this whole parole thing fixed, right? What do we got to do to tell the... DeSantis has been fucking up, like, nobody's business. Even if, like, okay, say you murdered someone. How many years ago is this? In 20, 80, 90, 89, 80, 80, 30, 80, 30, yeah, yeah, like thirty years ago. Yeah. Okay, so say you murdered someone, right? And then you didn't have one violent strike the entire time you were in prison. Isn't Life, that called, and, and isn't, that, isn't that called reform? No, no. Well, wouldn't it be? You know, I, no. I'm just because you person. don't have a past, Nick. Doesn't no, I'm make not you saying. I'm not saying legally, but like, if yes, you, like, right. like I'm, I, I'm not a troublemaker. I'm following the rules. I've haven't started anything. But see, that that I don't buy that. I mean, I don't buy the reasoning. He had no infractions. I did so much research and testifying on this. If you go to prison at 21 years old, I guarantee you're going to have infractions to, to protect yourself. Yes. I mean, I had I get that. And then that's so. what's doubling me, right? That's yeah. what's doubling exactly what I'm saying is like, how the fuck do you go to prison and you don't have a fucking infraction? It, well, first of all, 20 years on death row, you don't get infractions because you're in the jail. So you're well, not but dealing with like a lot of You could of mouth off, though, to an yeah, officer. You could, sure. and get but an like with like Gary Bennett, who's in like prison for life, who I also, you know, out of like Palm Bay. And I feel he's in there, you know, wrongfully convicted. Also, he has like a million yeah. of these things because he he'll stand. I had, on the, a, I had a few. He'll like, stand on the on one, the wrong side of the line. Yeah, you'll get, you get one, one for not eating your food. Oh, yeah, yeah. you, you know, see, like listen, so. A guard can come by and just that say that was my whole yes. thing. Is like, how do you just knock? That's an rare. It's so rare. And I then if it's that rare, don't you think someone's like really like reformed? not believe even it. if he did it? Right. Even if he fucking did it, but somebody screwed up. No, and so you have to admit the crime. That's the problem. It doesn't. Take the lawyer out of it. Take the law out of it. He didn't do it. Cool. We're all on that same page. But even if he did it, and then you went that long in prison without one fucking infraction, you'd be eligible for prison. Yeah, yeah, of course. That is so. You might be rare. eligible, but I'm not buying that because let's say you got a guy who never did a crime. He goes and he rapes seven babies and he fucking kills three of them. By law, he's so gonna be up for parole at some point. Well, I mean, if he didn't get an infraction, he behaved. Uh, no, he shouldn't no. get out. No, it's then that's it's a reform thing. You don't think so? Yeah, no. better uh, take the I fucking mean, babies out of it, bro. Take the what I'm getting at. It, I was giving you an extreme case. My point in in the Grosley Green case. Let's go with him. He obviously has two two ways to go. Have you talked to him lately? Uh, him, no, because um, uh, yeah, I, well, I have been talking to him through his fiance. You know, okay, like so that, you yeah, know. yeah. How is he doing? You won't believe this guy. He's um, he's a real man of God. Bill Dillon. Like number one, yes. I was like Bill Dillon. You know, like Wilton Dedge, you know. Oh, yeah. He, you know, like Wilton Dedge told me, I can't be angry because if I was going to hold the anger, I just might as well just be back inside. I said the same. When I was abused, yeah. I, I had to let it go. Yeah. And so, um, Crosley Green, he still believes in justice and he still believes that he's going to get cleared and he has like total faith in it and he says, I can do the time. It's not a problem. I've been in there. I know how to do it. Uh, you know, yeah, times, even me, John, if I went back to prison, I could do the time. That's, yeah. that's not an issue with me. Uh, obviously, I'd go crazy because you know, you, now you're missing my new grandkids yeah, and all that yeah. happened. But uh, you, know, you look at this case and you look at every case now, I don't know how, first of all, like Nick said earlier, listen, I was guilty. And I've been around a lot and I've been in the law. I can't even imagine literally being innocent, knowing you're innocent, and you're in prison. And no bad. one listening right. to you. No, they're listening, but well, nobody's doing... Uh, in yeah. other words, the system is just failing you What's at that? every That's step of the way. That's what I mean, there's right. no one. 
Not, right. not the people who think he's... No, yeah. no, I'm talking there's a lot of people, hundreds well, of people. Well, that's what I'm saying. The people who think he's innocent, that, that counts. But what really counts is, is the that system. you're still fucking the not system. Well, you know why? Which, because the, the only thing that counts, like you said earlier, are technicalities. Yeah. So actual innocence is irrelevant. Uh, yes. It's not a yeah. irrelevant. Obviously, mm. if you get to the Supreme Court, they'll, yeah. they'll look at actual innocence. Which he got to, you know, right? right. That, yeah. They'll look at it. Which they're not a court that's going to... They're, they're the last... Bar of justice. But I was quoting the like Florida oh, yeah, yeah. attorney Didn't he make it to Supreme Court? in Wilton Dedge's case, right? He had the DNA that proved he was innocent, but the state of Florida argued that it was filed at the wrong time. And, and so it didn't matter that it was innocent and at that, time. And that innocence is but irrelevant, didn't this is case what they said. Make it to Supreme Court. No? You know what yeah. is funny about what you just said that okay. you know they call that in, in the law, they'll call that a scribbler's error. Meaning, oh, you filed the form wrong. But right. we know everybody here knows it's this date. Just because you put this date, uh, it's a scribbless error, and 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 it'll go with the real date. What what's sad on his case more than anything is you're talking about a guy. I don't care. Forget. I mean, I've I've read every article you ever wrote. I mean, obviously you, you repeat certain things because people yeah. don't know the case. I can't understand how the court of appeal. Didn't somebody with logic? That's where I always keep saying the biggest problem the United States have is common sense. You know, we we have a great system, and Kamala Harris is why I I can't stand that. I'm not going to say it because someone once said I threatened the, the vice yeah. president. Uh, I can't stand her because when she was the attorney general of California, there were a thousand cases that DNA proved them wrong, and she wouldn't let them out. People don't know that. And that's why I can't stand her. I mean, I, I, I just will never. I will. I will vote for Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I mean that. Oh, he'll get shit done. He'll get shit done. He'll get shit done. But my point, no, he has two ways to get out. He has the governor pardon or clemency. Yeah, clemency. Pardon, yep. right? And this appeal and again, parole. Yeah, parole. because because you know, like they made a mistake. It's an obvious mistake, but they wouldn't. Acknowledge yeah, he's going to win mistake. that part of it. But again, he can win it if he doesn't admit guilt. That's the number one thing in a parole hearing. You know that. Yes. You have to take. You have to have uh, a tri- not attrition. What do they call it? Uh, uh, you know, like you remorse. And remorse. That and that's that. it. Yeah, yeah. The remorse. You have to have remorse of the crime you committed and you changed. He's not going to admit it. But, I, I know he won't. But really? I think that no, he won't. No, absolutely. And I he don't won't. blame him. But I he's think, already lived this freaking life. I think that things have changed a little bit, Larry. Where you can say something like, "I'm definitely a changed person. I feel I." I I feel sorry for the, you know, for, for like Chip Flynn and the, the family. Um, I'm not who I was. Um, I'm a like different person. I'm a productive, you know, person in like society, which he has been for like two years here in like Titusville. And, and a question on that, because I'm, I'm, listen, I follow these cases from all over the country. In New York City or New York State, if this happened and it, you were found innocent, like DNA, they get millions of dollars. I don't even know what the number should be. In my personal opinion, you should get a million dollars for every year you were wrongly co- with with not just wrongly convicted with corruption on the state part. Obviously, Bill Dillon got one point three million, which is nothing for twenty seven years right. and what that man went through. I mean, I, I got mad, and he had to go to a congressional hearing. Right, he had to have like Mike Haridopoulos actually write a bill on his behalf because he had a prior conviction for a quaalude, <laughs> a one quaalude when he was eighteen. <laughs> See, if you have a clean record and you're wrongfully convicted, then it automatically kicks in. I think Florida 
is like fifty thousand for every year that you're incarcerated. I Big think, fucking I know, deal. I know, right? So, um, but at least he got the you know like million and million you know, three, I think it was. Yeah, and it's it, it pissed me off because you hear like, oh, a guy in Chicago cop shot the kid or whatever. Family got ten million. Told me, listen, get the money. I mean, we're fuck up money so bad in this country. Give it to the people. How I and again, I did my time. I know how hard prison is, and I was guilty. <laughs> listen, right. you're not getting an innocent man here. But this dude is innocent. And, you know, everybody, you know, when I did the law, people say, oh, how many people are innocent? Not many. <laughs> you know, everybody says yeah. they're innocent. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I read their case. I go, this motherfucker's innocent. I'm fucking Jesus Christ. But I just don't get where common sense does not come in, John. How, now, okay, we're getting time. How are you handling it? Because you know, you invest a lot of time, effort, and people read you. Yeah, it's frustrating, you know, because I'm a like columnist. I can have an an opinion on it, which which I do, which is very clear. I in, love it, <laughs> in, you know, in the paper. And so it, it it's it's very frustrating. It's very sad. I was, I, I mean, I you know, I mean, I was I was like devastated, you yeah, know. And I'll sure. talk to his lawyers and, and his fa- you know, like seeing his family crying and and stuff. Oh. And he said the only thing that upsets him is when he sees his family upset. Well, you, you know, know that does happen. When I was in prison, whenever I went to visits. I worried more about my family that visited me. They're, they're hurt, and they drive 12 hours, whatever they do, and they're visiting me. And I always came out with positive positivity because, listen, you know, they're doing Why make more hurt? Why I get exactly how he is. That doesn't, that I understand very well. I don't understand the system, and I don't understand some of the people we know, and, and I mean the state attorneys. And the, Could the state attorney, you know, like come up and say, could a new state attorney come up and say, you know, we this guy shouldn't be in prison? Can it happen? I believe so. I, I believe so. That. And I've spoken to a person um, who is planning on running for the, the state attorney of, you know, the yeah. of like state 18th, attorney, yeah, 18th um, judicial circuit, uh, who is planning on doing that. Uh, so that's an issue that will change an election because every person who knows this case is pissed that this guy's in jail. Yeah. You can't read your stuff. Now, I have a question for you, because this is a good yeah. question. You're not bound by any legalities, obviously. You're a journalist. You did the Jeff Ambrosky case. Right. You believe he's innocent. Jeff Abramowski, yes. Uh, I yeah. know, yeah, I yeah, keep yeah, fucking yeah. that up. So Jeff Abramowski, is there ways that case can go back to trial? Because we're going to talk about it at dinner. Yes, yes. Um, I think some things are happening in his case. And if you keep your eye on floridatoday.com or if you yeah, look at the you paper, go. you might see some stuff uh, soon, hopefully. Uh, he, d- he does have some hope in his case. Look, he has an attorney who I believe was law enforcement and, and a private eye as well, um, has been working on his case quietly uh, for the last like three or four years, ever since my podcast came out. He actually heard it on the, on the podcast. and, and That's a and great thing, John. It, it, I'm proud yeah. of you. I'm, well, I'm, you. I'm happy to I know you because you're changing lives. Yeah, thank you. You really are. And, you know, I guess the biggest thing with me and even what I do is when I get those emails saying, hey, Larry, you changed my life. You made me make good yes. choices. You do stuff. And you're doing that. There's no question. I just talked to two people just saying I'm coming to, you know, you do the interview, and I know you pretty well. And, and they said, oh, man, I want to. That he does a good job of explaining the case and doing the stuff. And it's got to weigh on you in these cases because you're doing a lot of cases. It does. It, it, it does weigh on me. But um, 
I think Jeff might have some good news at some point soon. You know, he, he's innocent. He's an innocent guy. I have a question. What if you could prove that the prosecutor did wrong things in his case? Uh, well, you know, in, in, in his case, I don't think it was the prosecutor. I know that the, well, lead, whoever, whoever. the lead detective lied on the witness stand. And then it was a um, what, what can go wrong will go wrong scenario. Uh, Laura Seamers, um, his attorney, she took over the case and she's admitted that she wasn't prepared for it. Um, well, you know, you know and, we see that all the yeah, time. And, they're and, not ready for a big case. They they're intimidated by the state. She had know, never like, done a murder trial before, at, you know, et cetera. And she talked her way into the case basically. And um, you know, some some errors were made. You know, and um, and some things. And look, the the like the real suspects in the case, they all. When you hear their testimony on the witness stand, they all contradict each other. They don't make any sense. It, it's but do just... you blame that on the jury system? Because, I mean, if you're a juror, <laughs> listen, I'm doing the y and case. You know, I, I, I'm doing opinion. that case. I just did a, a, a video on that case. Now, Have you been people, following it? No, which, which YNW Melly, okay. the, the guy in Broward County who's a rapper who killed this two. Well, they is he is accused of killing two yeah. of his friends. YNW, Sack Chaser, YNW Juvie in the front seat. They said it was a drive-by shooting. The state's saying not. There is zero. Now they're, they're trying the death penalty with him. Wow. And this kid. With no evidence. Zero. No evidence. I mean, how can you sit on a jury? I don't give Even a fuck the ju- what Even the judge is getting mad. Yeah, like, very mad. he's getting mad on camera. Yeah, well, not to not to the jury. He's getting on no, camera. Not, not to the prosecutor. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what you're even saying right now. Yeah. Well, see, I think that the problem is, as jurors, and I've sat on a, on a like jury, they won't let me. We want to believe that the prosecutors are the guy with the white hat, yeah. who want to see justice, or that the cops that are on the stand will always tell the you truth. You must be so jaded. Oh yeah, yeah I, mean, I, am I, too. I totally am. We well, I mean, we 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 gotta we're gonna go. I want an I update. I also have a question. Okay, go ahead. after this. Okay, well, oh, are we done? Is it unless you have a okay? Uh, it's not on the case, but it's an opinion. Sure, 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 sure. Say okay, it. you both of you two. What is your opinion on Kim Kardashian on her death row adventure? Death? She, what, what? What's going on? Do you know? Well, yeah, she got yeah. that. That you know, like lady off or, or she's got a couple. Off. I think three people off a of death row. She's she, well. She's instrumental well, she in to going Trump. to. Yeah, she yeah. went to Trump. Well, let's put it this way: I tweeted at her. Yeah. Oh, about Crosley Green and about some of these new cases, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard back. But you know, no, she I, she's like on an adventure right now. Well, you know, I, her, her I, new adventure appla- is... I applaud anybody. I do too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. anybody who's trying to do the right thing. Period. Because they're How, very smart. I, those, those oh, no question. Are smart you don't. You don't start that shit. Become. I just want to start at the topic. Yeah. 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 Do you guys have any questions for John right now? Uh, How about know. and talk about Crosley Green? What is the likelihood of a presidential pardon? I know that costs a lot. No, of you you can't get a presidential pardon in the state because it's not a federal case. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, so a white case. It's our, our governor is the president. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, so, that's how pardon, gotcha. pardons comparing, work. Exists. Comparing that to Kodak, his was federal? Yes. And that's why he got clemency? Yes. Well, well, he, yes, because president, I helped Kodak Black get a oh. uh, pardon or clemency, clemency. Yeah. because uh, it was a gun charge, a, a, a form that he filled out, which is a federal form on a firearm. He didn't know a definition. He didn't know the definition you know, of have you, you know, crossed the state line, you know, yeah. state commerce, which is one of my uh, charges. So, I mean, that's a federal case, so you can go to president. president okay, anything the federal, reason, the president right? can yeah. good take you out. That was a really good question. It was a great uh, question, actually. And, uh, John, John, we're going to follow up on We have yeah. to follow up yeah, on this, sure. you know. Uh, and everybody out there, I want you to check out John's podcast. It's called Murder on a Space Coast. Link in the description. Link in the description. 
Check out his podcast. Check out. We're going to be at his play uh, August 11th on the Sea of Play. We're going to have fun. Yep. You're all going to be there, right? Yes, sir. I'm buying tickets. So Surfsideplayhouse.com. Surfsideplayhouse. Link in the description. Link in the description. And it'll be all out. We're going to pump it a little bit, Nick, on, on all the social pump, platforms. Pump, 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 pump. And uh, John, thank you very much for coming it's in. We awesome enjoy it. You know, I love it, buddy. You do, Thanks, too. Pal. I do, too. And Every, thanks for the drink. Oh, everybody, please stay safe. Make good choices. And thanks, guys. Everybody. Have a good day, everybody. We'll see you Monday. Have a great day, everybody. This is The Real Deal with Larry Lawton.